Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I have something a little different to share today. So first of all, I just want to acknowledge we don't have very many men on the Plan Simple Podcast. One of my missions is definitely to give a platform to women just because I think that we need that. Um, And so that said, um, Dan is an amazing person and I wanted to introduce you to him because He just is a cool guy who also was a single dad for quite some time. And so, I don't know, he just gives us a really interesting perspective. And we are going to talk a little bit about business. One of the reasons I'm having him on today is that our latest course um, that's all about planning your week um, debuted on his product, which came out this week. So if you're wanting some insight about how to plan your week, eventually we're going to sell this course and it's going to be more money than it is right now within the context of his thing, which is amazing. If you're an entrepreneur, you can go grab BC Stack, which is his product, where you'll hear all about it today. He'll tell you a little bit at the end. But he basically gathers amazing entrepreneurs who have insights into starting and growing different aspects of your business. So if you're, you know, doing great on Instagram and with your mailing list, but want, really want to figure out Pinterest and podcasting, he has courses for that. If you're just starting out, he has all the steps. If you have all the tools you think you need, but you're working with your mindset, he has that. And there's also some more lifestyle type stuff, which I would say our stuff really bridges the lifestyle and business and how to plan your week in a really balanced way. So if you're interested in our course and you're interested in growing business, I would definitely go check BC Stack because you get like, I don't even know how many, but a lot of courses for $47. I mean, it's an unbelievable deal. It's like thousands of dollars worth of stuff for $47. Um, And you will hear when you meet Dan, why this is and just what a big heart um, this guy has. So I'm super excited to introduce you to Dan. And I do also want to say that his wife, Rachel, um, who's newly his wife, because when we interviewed her, she was also a single mom and he was a single dad and they came together and you will hear how many kids they have when he gets on the show. It's unbelievable. Um, And she is an expert in motherhood and she has been on the podcast. So we will link up that in the show notes because Rachel is, is a wise, wise mama. And apparently Dan's a pretty wise dad and you'll hear some of his strategies around fathering today as well. So I'm going to get him on the show in one second. The links to BC Stack, which is what he calls his stack of amazing courses that are $47, is in the show notes. So go check that out over on plansimple.com. And while you're there, we have something pretty amazing going on too, which is what I'm calling camp. The experience is being called camp. And it is going to be one week in mid-July where we get to really remember how to thrive I feel like all mamas, mamas especially who are working and entrepreneurs, but really all mamas, we are, we have been through an unbelievable 
year plus because it was longer than a year. And we're sort of coming out of it. But I think many of us are noticing that it's not like it's going to go back to the way it was. And we're noticing that we want to come back into life in a new way, but it's not as easy as we thought it would be to do that. We're noticing maybe that we loved all the quality time with our kids and now they're going away. Or um, we are relieved to have the structure of school, but structures, but school isn't quite working how it originally did. And also it's summer right now. And we are feeling a little depleted because we have not taken very good care of ourselves and there's still a lot going on in the world. And so camp, this one week experience is all about coming together because it's really powerful when women come together and taking care of ourselves in all sorts of different ways. So day one is all about the body. Day two is about being present. Day three is about money. Day four is about motherhood, and day five is about play and letting ourselves play a little. And it's going to be an amazing experience, and I know this because I'm talking to all the speakers, and I very, very carefully curated the topics um, just to respond to all the things I was hearing from you all and all the intel I was getting Um both in my own life and in the life of clients and in the life of this community um, that I really feel like we can respond to so that as we move through the summer and head into the fall, we really can be operating from a new place and we really can be creating lives that serve us and serve our families and serve our communities and make us feel really good about being here right now. So that's what the camp experience is like. And did I mention that if you tune in during the week, it's actually free? And actually, for the same price as Dan's thing, for $47, if you do it right away, there's a number of different ways to sign up, but eventually it's going to be $197. But if you go get your free thing and then you're not sure you can come to all the things and you really want to be able to come to all the things, you can immediately upgrade for $47. So I, I recommend that because there's going to be a lot going on that week. And even if you tune into all of it, you might want to go back and re-listen to some of the tools, which are going to be things that you can access regularly. There's things like yoga and dance practices and tools like tapping, different modalities that really help you calm down, um, different strategies about money, which we're going to give you time to implement all these things, but you might want more. So that's my invitation for a very reasonable price to go grab that. So if you're in business and you're a mama and you're thinking about all these things for under $100, you can figure it all out. That would be my invitation for you today. Or just go get one thing. You know, I'm not very attached. Um, and I want as many people as possible there because I know it's going to be an amazing experience. So go grab your ticket to camp, see how it works for you. We will be talking you through how to get the most out of it. So We'll be talking through how you could tune in in the mornings and the evenings, um, how you could just tune in to the live classes, how you could spread it out over a couple of weeks um, because you're needing more space and you don't feel like you can dedicate five days to yourself. We will teach you how to dedicate five days to yourself if that's what you're really, if that feels super nurturing to you right now. And remember, this is all from home. This is all from your yard. You could also gather a group of women, which we will teach you how to do as well. So there's so many possibilities to this, so many possibilities. And I just want to help you step in to the next chapter of your life, of motherhood, of money, of your body, um, 
as we head out of this pandemic and into the brave new world of life right now, um, I want you to be thriving as much as possible. So again, go to plansimple.com. You'll see um, the show notes for this episode, which you can click on to get both things actually. Um, But also camp is referenced quite a few times on the website. So you shouldn't miss the sign up. Um, And I can't wait to see you there. All right, let's get the amazing Dan Morris on the podcast. Hey, Dan, welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. I like the name Plan Simple. We, we aim for it. We, we aim for simplicity. And I always have to preface that with, you know, simple doesn't mean easy, but it can be simple. Yes. Usually we're doing the hard things, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm trying very hard because, you know, we have 11 kids. 11. That's really unbelievable. 11? 11. So what's, what's the age range? 23 to 11. Amazing. Yeah. So living simply is like my highest priority. A hundred percent, right? It's like the only way that probably makes each day possible. Yeah. And I think I've indoctrinated just about everyone into the idea. I think. Very cool. Yes. So like it's very regularly, we just scour the house for things we can sell. Because if the kids find something they can sell and we sell it, they get to keep the money. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. That just means we get rid of crap. But for them, it means, ooh, I'm not playing this video game. I haven't played in a while. I should get rid of it. And I could get a new video game. And do you make them follow through on the process of doing that? Because I have to say, I have to learn from this. We have Um, Legos that need to get out of the house. And I keep being like, I could do it. But really, is that what I need to be doing with my time? So I think that I stoke the fire when they tell me things that they would like. Yes. Whether it's a skin on Fortnite or, you know, one of these things that they kids these days like, I will say, oh yeah, seven bucks. I bet you could get seven bucks if you sold a couple pounds of Legos to McKay's. This is a bookstore that buys Legos. So I keep tossing out the idea. Like, hey, you guys have been playing with this for a while. We could put it on Marketplace. You could make 20 bucks. 20. And then I think the carrot, the carrot itself is what has led them to continually doing it. Just the idea that they they got money. And I think they're starting to realize they don't miss stuff. So maybe they could sell things more. 100%. And it's way easier money than like minimum wage, which, you know, some of them are too young to make anyway. So yeah, yeah. Or stand. <laughs> you know, they're always yeah. asking, Dad, what could I do to make 20 bucks? I'm like, well, you could walk around the neighborhood and see if anybody needs you to mow their lawn. Yeah, 100%. Because if I give you 20 bucks, we still have the same amount of money in this house. <laughs> 100%. Oh my God, I love it. So, t- so first of all, I don't have many men on this podcast as listeners probably might be gathering right now. So, so welcome as one of like probably under 10 men that have been on this podcast out of like almost, you know, over 300 episodes. I haven't been under 10 in a long time. (laughs) So I asked you on for a number of reasons. One that um, you are helping me launch a course, which will come out soon and we'll tell everybody about. But number two, we've had your amazing wife on the podcast, Rachel Martin, and we'll link to her episode in the the show notes because it was amazing and all about motherhood. And... I also know that before you all merged your families and had all these amazing children, you were doing it alone as a single dad. So will you tell us a little bit about that? Because yes. I feel like we definitely have single mamas listening and 
you know. So Rachel and I independently got divorced from our people. Yeah. And somehow it ended up being that her ex it was like a deadbeat dad guy. He's still kind of is. He does call him birthdays. So, <laughs> um, and then mine, I just think she was done being a mom. I think she still does stuff, but I think she's basically done. So I, um, I took on a big role. Like when we were going through the whole process, I mean, I, I fought for as much time as I could get. So I, I have 70% of the time with the kids. Yep. And what I, what I learned very early and I think has been fantastic for me is that when you're married, there is a division of labor that just happens. And because it happens and it, it makes things work as how marriages work, you know, people, you do this, I'll do that. And then after a while, you just, that's just what you do. Um, I found out quickly that I had never trimmed their toenails. <laughs> just this little thing, you know? And I realized, hey, you guys, your tr- toenails are long. You guys should trim those. You know, and they're like six. So, and they're like, mom does that for us. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is something I've never done. So, I, over the last few years, I have thoroughly enjoyed meeting the other side of the kids mm. that I didn't know before. Like, even trimming toenails, that's not like knowledge. But just the way they react to it and they talk and how they hold their feet and if they're scared or, you know, whatever, all, all those things I just didn't know. So I've loved learning the other half, you know, even like braiding Millie's hair, you know, those kinds of things that I didn't really do. Um, I've loved that part. And for me, it's, it's been, it's kind of like, you know, my whole life, I was a military brat. I've lived in 17 states. I lived in a couple of countries. I move all the time. But, you know, when you get married and you're, you're not in the military, you start living in one place. So uh, that ended up being this, this thing for me. Like all of a sudden I was in a new world, even though I hadn't left the house. Like mm. I was learning new things. I was finally like my world expanded in ways I hadn't considered before. Um, and I'm, you know, I used to help make dinners, but I didn't make dinners every single day. So even that concept of who doesn't like this and doesn't like that, and you know, all those things. Um, I just felt like I was, I was finally growing. Like I was becoming a, like a full dad, a hundred percent dad, not just 50%, which I didn't even thought I was 50% before, but once they were all mine, I realized, you know what? I think I was, there's just some things I didn't do. So I think if you're married, that maybe you should try for a month I don't know how you, how you would logistically do this, but try figuring out where the division of labor is and flip it for a month. See, like, what would happen if you flipped it? You did all the things he did, he, she did the things, you know, all, like, whatever. Like, if you never take the trash out, just, just take the trash out. Like, if that's what he does every Friday morning, like, do it. Like, feel the ruts in the grass and the big pain and, like, trying to pull the, like, experience it all. Just, just flip the whole model for a month. And I think you'll be like, Wow. Things are different on this side. I like it. I love that. That's such a good thing. I hope everyone experience uh, experiments with that. It's um, and it's funny. Unconsciously, we've done some of that. I did do the trash thing weirdly um a few years ago, and I was like, huh, interesting, because like it's funny how all those 
tasks. I don't even know that we like conversed at the beginning of kids with like who would do what. They just sort of like happen very unconsciously. And it's funny you used um, the toenail clipping example because as the as the mama, I might have been the one who noticed, but actually, as kind of a you know fear of cutting someone's toe versus my husband who is very like medically oriented. Like I wanted him to do it very early on, you know? So I was like, you, you got to do this, <laughs> you know, so that I would notice, but then he would do it. So it's interesting how we just unconsciously fall into these, these parks. So that's yeah. such a cool. Thank you for that. That's amazing. And then I think when you do that, you don't even know the other person's pain. Yeah. Like for me, taking out the trash, Rachel does it. In fact, Rachel for the last 12 weeks, 10 weeks. I told Rachel, look, you don't, you shouldn't take the trash out anymore because she tries to do everything under the sun because she was a single mom for a long time. Right. So she just assumes that she's going to do it all. So about 12 weeks ago, I said, Hey, look, you're not going to take the trash out anymore, but you need to do me a favor. (laughs) Now, Thursday nights, since this is in your brain, I just need a gentle reminder that tomorrow morning is trash day. That's all I need. And then eventually it'll just be like clockwork. So for, for 12 weeks now, I've been doing trash every Friday only because like, I couldn't do it before. Even if I thought of it, she'd already finished it. So, but you know, in the morning when you go out and the grass is wet, you got to worry about your shoes getting wet, you know, like little things. And then when it rains, there's like a gully. You got to pull the trash thing through this gully. And like, I didn't even, I didn't know those moments of pain that she was having taking the trash out for the previous, we've only been married a year and a half, but for the previous yeah. eight months, just the little things, you know, like yeah. worrying about your shoes getting wet when you take it out of them. So now I'm glad that I took that from her. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see the other side for sure. Yeah. Well, and on the flip side, I'll use the trash example again. I one day was just like, I'm going to do this because I probably there was some sort of kerfuffle about it. And I was like, I can do this. You don't have to be the one to do this, you know? And so I did it. And there can also, you see, you see the hard and the pain points, you know, I think maybe if every dad cooks food for a week, (laughs) maybe they'd get it. But, but also in taking the trash out, I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually really nice to walk out of the house at 1030 or quarter of 11 at night when all the kids are asleep and the stars are out and like, you can pull the trash out. So I feel like sometimes there's magic in the things that we each do that might not serve the other person. You know what I mean? Like my husband was sick of taking the trash out and I could find the magic because it wasn't my thing. Yes, I did not find magic. <laughs> when I go out at 11 o'clock at night and I go to the back of the house where it's dark and there's no lights, I'm always like, oh, please don't be a crazy dog over here. Please don't oh be my a crazy dog. All right. So Rachel actually was on this podcast, I think, when she was still a single mom and shared her amazing story of of that path of her own path of yeah. um, going from, you know, really worrying about money to being really financially stable. Yeah, um, we're doing I find, right. yeah, which is such a powerful story. So one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on today, among others that I'll get to is just because I feel like in this particular moment in time, there's a lot of, you know, mostly it's mostly moms listening to this podcast and there's a lot of women who 
are realizing that they don't want to go back to the jo- their job in the way that it was, or entrepreneurs who might have had a hard year who are ready to make it work. Um, and one of the things that I think both of you really did on your own, so I can only imagine how powerful it is now that you're together, is you figured out a way to do it with 11 kids, right? Like between you, like you figured out an alternative way to um, make a really good living and have the time and space to raise a family as well. So will you talk a little bit yeah. about that? So, you know, 2008 was our big economic recession where like stores were closing. It was a bad year. Yep. Prior to that, I had been developing Walgreens pharmacies. I was a developer. Walgreens had built 400 a year. And over the course of six years, I built 65 stores in like four states. And then the recession hit in 2008 and Walgreens went from opening 400 a year to 14. Mm. So I, I was largely out of a job, a couple of projects to finish, but I, I was pretty much out of a job. And it didn't appear to me that what I was good at was going to be something that people wanted for a little while. Yeah. Since everybody was shutting down. Um, so uh, a young lady that I had known, we went to lunch one day and she explained to me the hub and spoke concept of working online. And, and I, I grasped the idea of an online business. I mean, it wasn't, we, we grew up in the, you know, the Oregon trail days. So, you know, computers came into our classroom, like when I was in fourth grade or something. Right. Uh, and then email came in my freshman year of college. So like the whole idea of the internet, of the computers taking over business, that was, was kind of like what we grew up with, which is funny from our kids because our, our kids, like I think of Xbox as a computer yep. you know, because it is, but our kids think of a computer as like a MacBook. That's it. And then I say, yeah. well, if I even refer to their Switch or their Xbox as a computer, like it's not a computer, dad. It's Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Or the, the so, or the little computers that we walk around with and call yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, it's like more powerful than anything we check email on <laughs> so, in college. <laughs> so she, she sat down and she said, um, do you know how it all works? This new social media thing? Um, and this was like 2008 when everybody was starting. MySpace was around. Facebook was around, but not for very long. You know? Most of us got on Facebook in 2007, I think. Is the yep. So she said, so here's how it works. You have this business, and it's like the middle of a wheel. And then you create all of these social media profiles, and each one of them is designed to drive traffic back to the middle. So it's like a hub and a spoke. And that instant, that, that, that moment, I realized, oh, I get it now. I get how all of that worked. I don't know how it clicked, but it clicked that moment. And I thought, so... You just have a, you have a business idea, and then you go on social media to talk about the business idea, LinkedIn or Instagram or Pinterest, and then you know, hopefully you can do the things you need to do to drive people back to your business site where they could spend money. So that was the moment. I thought, oh, all right, I, I, can, I can do this. This can't be that hard. Of course, I didn't have an idea. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really know. And what's funny is, this is the first year where I have decided that I'm going to make a book about how to develop commercial property. But you know, it's been since 2008. 
Like back then, I didn't even think about it. Like, hey, I have all this knowledge in my head. I've built 65 stores. Why don't I just make a checklist of everything you have to do to develop commercial property? I can make a book and then I could talk about on the commercial development process on LinkedIn. I could talk you know, all different places. I could get on a real estate podcasts or you know whatever and talk about this stuff and tell people I have a book and they'll come buy the book. But I didn't have that concept back then. I didn't have that maturity, that online yeah. maturity of, of understanding how it all worked. But all I knew was, all right, I could do this. I could build something and then have people come to it. And then I also didn't have the, the idea that maybe it could be something. Uh, Tara, Tara Rex in Colorado, she paints. She's a painter. And so she uses social media to drive her painting business. She actually paints pictures, commissioned pictures from people in their home. And it's not like an online business. But it is an online business because when they reach out to her and then she starts talking to them about what can I paint for your living room, then, you know, what, what, I don't know how they pay her, whether they send her a check in the mail or if she's got a site, but she definitely uses her painting business like an online business. Paintings and then, you know, the before and after and the whole middle. And sometimes she does time-lapse photos of her painting stuff and but she puts them everywhere and it attracts people and they come back to her and they pay her yeah so just the idea of wait i have business skills and i have hobbies i could turn those into a business i hadn't i hadn't really thought of um so i went to a conference um uh called nams which doesn't exist anymore but it was about doing business online and prior to that i had become after this talk about the hub and spoke I had become a Twitter expert. I didn't even know this. But, <laughs> but back at the time, they even had lists of like who were the top people in each state on Twitter and, you know, different apps. And I was always in the top five on Twitter in Tennessee, you know, until the country music world figured out what Twitter was. And then, you know, Garth Brooks got a billion fans. So, so I just knew Twitter. So I went to this conference and a couple people asked about it. And um, I told them I would do a seminar in the hallway between sessions. And then I was like, I don't even do one at lunch. And, I, and at lunch, and I had like a hundred people at my little seminars about how to use Twitter. Um, and so I started, I decided that night, I'm going to write a book about how to do Twitter. So I did that. That's really cool. I had a guy at the conference who was a 16 year old or 14 year old. He came with his mom, like web coder. I was like, dude, do you, know how to, do you know how to make a page so we could sell my book? And I like split the revenue. With you. We just, we'll just make it right here. So he built this page in like eight minutes. And then we put the PayPal button on it, which you can just go to PayPal and it give you code for a little button. And when they press it, it takes them to PayPal, they pay you. And he, we set it up so that an email would go and it would give you the product. So anyway, I made some money at the conference from just making this Twitter book. And that was the, that was the beginning of that. Well, that's so cool because I can almost map to like, when was, what year was that? How long ago was that? Well, that was, I think that was 2013. Yeah. So it's interesting because then, then you started doing these things at conferences, which kind of feels like the official way of doing something in the hallway, right? And, yeah. and teaching blogging. Um, so I went to a bunch of conferences yeah. and did the hallway thing on purpose because it worked at the previous place. And then people started to realize I could talk about things. And then I took my Walgreens knowledge, 
developing and combined it with internet stuff. And I made entire presentations about how all of this works. Uh, and because I didn't have a job, I, I just totally soaked myself in everything you could possibly learn about it. Yep. And to some degree, some of it was so logical that it was weird that other people weren't thinking about it. Um, to me, at the, t- at the time, like, like even um, if you just develop a, f- a free ebook and you put it on your site, an ebook would, you know, like 10 pages about a topic that somebody wants to learn, um, which I helped a lady do how to take care of your houseplants. You know, like simple. She knows how to take care of houseplants. So she made this 10 page book on how to take care of houseplants and she put it on her website. And instead of selling it, People will just come and put their email, name and email on her site. And then she started grading this list of people who like houseplants. Well, now she's got a list of people and she knows what they like, so she can sell them things. Um, you know, it's just easy stuff. It all started adding up. And then um, at some point I met Rachel and I didn't eat. I, I wrongly did not give Rachel the time of day that she deserved. <laughs> saw her at a conference. I was like, hey, great. I, I got right, wrote down the names of everyone that I talked to because I could follow up and see if I could help. And then I looked at her site. You know, she had like 100,000 fans. And I was like, whoa. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why I was telling this lady anything. She should probably tell me some stuff. <laughs> I actually wrote to her and I apologized. I was like, hey, I probably should have respected what you built a little bit more than I, than I did. I was just talking to people. So then we joined a mastermind together. And then we started. We took her knowledge. Because, you know, her site, FindingJoy.net on Facebook has got 700,000 fans now. Yes. So we took her knowledge of she's never paid a dime for Facebook. And my knowledge of the, the logistics of how to make everything work. And then we started doing blogging concentrated workshops around the globe. Um, and in fact, in this, is, this ties into what we're doing this week. Um, when we were in New Zealand, because uh, we did... 14 city tour of New Zealand, twice, two, two, two times seven cities each. Um, I had married, I had mentioned to Gary Vaynerchuk, and there was a bunch of people in the room who didn't know that was. Mm. If you don't know who that is, that's because you're not in the digital marketing world, but he's like, he's like one of the top people. He gets the most attention. He's always being talked about in our world. So on the plane, we came home and was like, I thought Facebook was the great equalizer. I figured if if you were in digital marketing, you would know who all, like Tony Robbins, you'd know all the people. But the idea that they didn't know the people made us think we should make a product where we introduce all of the experts that we met abroad to our audience and we introduce them to all the experts here. Hmm. Oh, that so was, that's where the idea came from. Yeah, that was our idea. So when we thought, all right, well, we'll just take one product from each expert that has to do with digital marketing. We'll put them together in a bundle. And then we'll sell the bundle. And then we'll set it up so that when somebody buys the bundle, if they want Tony Robbins' product, Tony Robbins will give us a secret web page where they can get it for free. So we'll send them there, which means Tony Robbins, all the experts would get a new audience. Yep. And then the audience would get 65 products about digital marketing that they couldn't get. They couldn't afford all this. Product. I mean, they're like $902,000 products. Right. Um, and then we decided to do one more thing. And that was, we decided, well, we had to charge for it. We couldn't just give it away because you'll learn this in your business is that freebie seekers are truly freebie seekers. So we decided if we're going to help 
the experts who are building these products. We have to put a price on it. So that way, if you really want the content and you're willing to spend money on it, then you're actually a good person for their for their audience. Like you actually want to learn something, and this is the person that will help you learn. So that was good. Um, if we gave it away free, then nobody would use the stuff in it, and nobody would care. I mean, the audience just wouldn't care. It's just freebie seekers, right? So then the third thing we did was we decided to split the money with anybody who wanted to share about the product. So if you wanted to share about the product with your friends, then we would give you this special link and you would share the link. And if anybody bought it, um, I'd give you half the money. So that would be like a win, win, win. Cause some people would use it to make money for their family and experts would use it to get a new audience and customers would use it to get knowledge. Yeah. I thought this product is awesome. And this week, this is our seventh year. Um, and it's called BC Stack, which we now consider to be business courses stack. It's like a stack of digital business courses. Yeah. And um, that's what we're doing this year. And then making this go full circle, my goal is to make this product so big that it's the only product we have to do every year. Yeah. So I can work four months a year. And then we don't have to work again, which means Rachel could work on her motherhood site without having the pressure of money because yeah. before she had the pressure of no money. And now, you know, we have normal bills and stuff. So she's got the regular pressure of, you know, bringing in money just like me. Um, but I think if we could make BC stack even bigger then she could write and not have to worry about that, which I think would release her creative juices to do a better job. I love it. And Okay. So let's just point out a couple of the things that you shared in there. Cause I think they're really important to point out, especially to anyone who is like, um, well, first of all, for anyone who's like, I want to be a better entrepreneur or I want, I'm curious about this entrepreneur thing. I don't think Dan mentioned, but it's like, for, is it $47? Is that the right it amount for, for like thousands and thousands of dollars worth of classes. So I can oh, yeah. vouch that they're very good. And there's a lot of shiny objects in there, which is why I definitely am psyched about the product that we, we offered. And because one of the bonuses in our, our product is actually just getting everyone centered on what they need, um, which is always super exciting to me. And so you can go, you can totally start a business and, and do all the things, which is just oh, so exciting. And, but two of the things that, that you just shared that I think are so important to people who are like toying with this idea and already feeling the overwhelm, which I know happens to a lot of women, right? Like, it's like you have this thing and you see this possibility and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't have to be at this place for 50 hours a week. Like, it doesn't have to be this hard. Like, I have more control. Like, what do you mean you can work for months a year? You know what I mean? And yeah. and. So I, I feel like we get that possibility, we 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 hear it, and then we shut down because it's just not what we were trained to believe in. So first of all, I love that you share that possibility. And one of the things that I think is so amazing that I just want to share that I think makes what you do, the way that you do it easier, is that law of reciprocity and that... <laughs> you are giving so much. So you're giving so much value to anyone who buys. You're giving half back to anyone who um, sells it for you. You're like, there's just so much reciprocity and energy, amazing energy in there. And I think that we go into business thinking it's going to be so depleting instead of life-giving. So I just want to point that piece out to anyone who's like, got that high. And then already as we're talking, it's like, oh, but I can't do it. 
Because I think it's really important. Well, I'll say that the idea of working four months a year didn't exist until recently for us. But it's not a crazy idea. Yeah. So if you think about the difference between like a school teacher and an NFL player, you know, a football player makes a ton of money, right? Yeah. Probably works less hours than a school teacher. But the difference is the football player, because of his whatever abilities on the field, will sell a million uniforms to kids. Right. How many Green Bay Packer uniforms do you see kids wear? Like, you know, a ton or Cowboys or Michael Jordan stuff. So if you could, if you love teaching, for instance, you know, our friends at Speaking Latino, they love teaching. They love teaching Spanish. Mm-hmm. But they're not teachers in the traditional sense. They created a summit where they invite Spanish teachers to come get, give all their tips and stuff. Oh, I love that. And they sell a guidebook to, like, you can go to the summit for free, but it's $17 if you want the guidebook that goes along with the summit. Yeah. So every year it gets bigger. And I know when I worked with them, they made $70,000 from a summit, which means they just got a lot of people to come to it, right? To pay the $17. Um, but they didn't get the people to come. It was all the teachers that told all their networks and stuff. Right. And so the, the, the idea that they could make 140,000, like double that, like, why is that not a possibility? Could we not double the audience size if we worked hard enough? Yeah. And then if you could make $140,000 from doing a summit, like, I mean, that's seriously, you get to the point where you think maybe we could just do this once a year. <laughs> maybe we could do it twice. And this is the only work we'd have to do. And the, the only real, because, you know, I grew up in the same world that you grew up and I have a master's degree for no reason that I would love to sell at any point in time. <laughs> never mention it again. If anybody wants to buy it, I'll wipe my name out. But I grew up in the whole idea that you go to a college with a good placement rate. Yeah. Like placement in a, like that means they get you a mail job, mail room in a corporation. Yeah. I mean, that's what it means. Yeah. But why does that make any sense in today's world when you could, you could write a book and sell 100,000 copies about something that you're good at, something that you know, you know, like you could do that. It's not, I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, I mean, the more that we do this, the more possible I, I realize it's just, it's just a matter of, how do you reach the people that would want what you have? Yep. You know, whether you sell Pokemon cards and you just know a lot about Pokemon cards, maybe your kids do and you know it a lot because you talk to them. Um, maybe you cut hair and you know different ways to do it, but you know something. And there are people out there who want to know exactly what you know. And there's tools that would tell you like how many times they search each day for that thing. And the tools will even tell you whether that person is looking to buy something. Like, you know, you, you don't go on Amazon searching for the weather. Right. Like, you go on Amazon because you want to buy something. And there are tools that will tell you what people search for on Amazon while they're there. Like, obviously, if you can find the thing that people are searching for, but there really isn't that many products for that, that niche. We have a guy down the street. This is what he does. He just looks over numbers all the time. And now he makes a three nightlight set. He figured out that whatever people were looking for, if, if he could make a nightlight that came in a pack of three, which Amazon didn't have, that he would sell, he would make a million dollars. So he 
figured out. He went, he called people in China. He figured out how to make, like who could make a nightlight and how could he get it to Amazon? And now he sells a free nightlight pack on Amazon and he makes million dollars selling nightlights and he didn't have know anything about it before but he just got this tool called jungle scout and he just started looking at numbers and he was like wait why are there a thousand people a day looking for a three nightlight set and there aren't any three nightlight sets well, how can that be why don't i make the nightlight set and there he goes like That's somehow so cool. it just happens yeah and the other thing I want to point out about your four months, which is so cool and I aspire to for sure, is um, that this this actually helped me. So I'm definitely like born entrepreneur, which I had to fight for a long time because I did all the normal schooling like we all did. Yes. Um, but right out of college, I actually opened a design firm. So I like I pretty much, you know, have always been an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, when I was nine, I was making lemonade stands. So like once in a while, it's entrepreneur, oh, it's not. Yeah, yeah. And it took me a minute to understand that, you know, when you're employed, you're working the 40, sometimes 60, sometimes 80, depending on what like level you're in hours yeah. a week and that it keeps going until you retire. So when I first got into like, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur, but the online space is newer for me, like in the past eight years. And when I first, re- like I first got that bug of like the four hour work week, you know, that sounded really appealing to me as a mother. I just wanted to jump right in. But what, what I learned is that the cool thing is, is that you can get there. Like you might have to put the 40 hours in, but like you can get to the four months year and it might take more work up front, but you, you you know, if you're working for a university, they're not going to promise you a four month year in, in 10 years from now. So Mm -hmm. I I found that that was like a a message that I sort of had to get my head around. Like, sure. You might be trading one job for like your own thing now, but you can start to control the hours more and more. And like what you put in is what you get out. And that's why I like our product BCC stack is because there is a product in it about how to start an online business. And you could physically take that do everything you need to do, and then take the next course, how to create a system on Pinterest that drives traffic back to your business. You could take it, you could get the system in place. You can make sure that you every Tuesday morning at nine, you're going to work on this system. But then the rest of the week, you start working on Instagram. Yeah. And then you work on how to do your videos better. And then you work on this other thing. And you know it's 47 bucks to buy a BC stack, but to be able to have all of your ducks in a row lined up. You don't have to go look for courses. You don't have to figure out who teaches this. And most of the time, you don't even know what questions to ask. Yes. So um, everything is there for you. And in fact, I think one of the more important courses this year is something called Why Smart Leaders Fail. And it's mm. by a Harvard professor. We've never had a Harvard professor in the stack before, but we do this year. And she's got this program about why smart leaders fail. And the heart of it is what are the tendencies that you have? What are the habits that you have that you just don't think about? Yeah. So for instance, um, when I first started, and this is going to be everybody, this will be everybody listening. I, I, at one point, I decided I was going to get business cards. And so I was making them up and I realized I don't have an email address at my domain name. Hmm. Like I wanted Dan at audienceindustries.com, but I, I didn't have that. So I got audienceindustries at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I was like, that would be easy. So I put that on the card. 
and my bachelor brain that is totally fine with doing things 80% right realized later in life that, that my tendency was to take the path of least, re- least resistance. The least resistance was I can easily set up a Gmail account. More resistance was how do I make my own email account? I found out later that it takes like 12 seconds. <laughs> so I let this, I, I figured out that one of my things, and this is everybody, that I will do the path of least, least resistance because I feel like I'm going forward instead of having to learn something. Yes. So that became one of my why smart leaders fail things is realizing like I, I, I can't let the idea of an e-commerce site, like a site that actually takes money, that sounds really hard. I can't let that stop me from finishing the dream. Like I can't just settle for, you know what, I'll just use Teespring because they do all the work and I'll just send traffic there and I'll make a commission. Like that's the path of least resistance. But if the smart leaders fail thing, but I think everybody should take it is it helps you think about and realize some of your own tendencies like taking the, the path of least resistance so that you can overcome them. Yeah. And, and for my audience, for sure, and myself included in that very much audience, it's interesting you use that example because for me, I don't know if I would have gotten the Gmail, but I would have obsessed over how to get the email account, but not necessarily learned how to go do it because I would have just thought it was really hard. Mm. Um, And so it's like that whole perfectionist thing of like, it either has to be perfect or not at all. And so, and that totally gets in my, you know, has gotten in my way. And and then you learn how to like, no, you figure out how to do this. Like it might take you an hour instead of the 12 minutes, but you go figure it out or you get help, which, you know, women tend to not do. And it's totally possible. I love that. I don't know if your audience knows this, but there's a site called Fiverr. Oh, F- I love Fiverr. E-R-R.com, where you can literally hire, hire anyone, do anything for five bucks. Yeah, that's so Help good. Whatever it is that you need, they could get it done. There's a lot of things that you don't need to know. Like you don't need to know how to set up your own email. Like you could pay someone else to do it and it's done. And then, I mean, it could be nice to have that knowledge. It's always nice to have that knowledge, but... You could be doing something else in the meantime, and it's just done for you. Um, that that mindset's hard to get over too. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think that's why BC Stack is successful because instead of hiring people to do everything, we all want to learn it for ourselves because yep. it's easier to spend. It's easier to do you know learn than it is to spend. Yeah. Well, and BC Stack, I can totally say it's such a good education for, I would say, I mean, I, I, so Dan is super generous. So last year we, um, put in the stack, a course on productivity for entrepreneurs who are women, mm-hmm. um, which was so fun. And then I, then he gave us the stack. So I got to go through a yeah. lot of the courses and that is how we put a Pinterest, um, system into place actually, which was awesome. Um, we also learned a lot about selling our planner on, um, Amazon, which the second version is coming out again soon. So that's so cool. So there's so, I feel like there's so many layers and, you know, I have a neatly organized, um, 
grouping of downloads and whatnot that I have access to forever. So it's it's awesome to have all that. And then and then every year it comes out with the next level. So it's so cool. And this year we're um we made a special course that's gonna come out to the public soon, but we actually are launching it through BC Stack, which is all about how to plan your week in a balanced way, which for me as a mother was something I really had to learn <laughs> that either like I, I, either I would go through these phases of just wanting to be a mom or really feeling like I deserve to take better care of myself or really wanting to go in on all in on work and feeling like I couldn't do that because I was supposed to be mothering or mm-hmm. I really needed to take care of myself. And so we had, we've created this planner, which involves a weekly process of just going in at the beginning, every Sunday, just going through this process of really figuring out what the vision, your vision for the week is, figuring out what the top three priorities are and what needs to get done. And we talk through like how to do this in the thing. And then really making sure that you're, you're touching on all the areas that you need to touch on to feel like a whole woman, which many of us, I think, don't do. And then we, we dabble in entrepreneurship and we end up creating these really expensive hobbies <laughs> because yeah. we don't feel like we can go all in. And I believe that we can. I don't know what percentage of your people are homeschoolers. Well, there's probably a few. And after this year, we all kind of were, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We homeschooled six. Um, but we do have quite a few homeschoolers who buy the stack as yeah. a curriculum. Yeah. Because if you, can, if you can send your child off into the world and they know how to make digital courses, they know how to do all these things, they can virtually work for anyone for oh, any cool. amount of money. So oh plus, I mean, yours like time management. Why? Why not learn the skill of that? How to have a balanced life? Why not? Why don't you have them take that course so they can learn more about your world? Like what it's like to balance, you know, house, mom, and you know, wife and family. Like how do you yep. balance all those tasks? Like kids probably can't even appreciate that you have that on your plate. But um, for me, sure. thirty-five meals a week, right? Or how? Twenty-eight meals a week. <laughs> Yes. We have that down. We have that down to a science. Very good. We have it written on the fridge what every single meal is during the week. And we buy all the stuff on Sunday. So the good. Kids, kids write what they want. We got breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner for each day. And then um, we just we only buy the food. That's it. If it's not on that thing, we don't buy it. And then sometimes we get popcorn or something for after movie snack, but yeah, then, they, then it goes back to the idea of the beginning, which is simple. Then it's very easy to look at the fridge. This is what we're having for lunch. Where's the stuff? Get it, make it done. No questions, no worries. In and out. Oh, good. See, and that's just a simple system that yeah. we actually cover in our thing. And when you have that, look at what you can do. You can have your, you can have your four month a year work, work schedule because yes. <laughs> you have systems like that in place. I love it. It takes a little work to get teenagers to buy in on that particular schedule, I must tell you. Because they always want to eat. Yes. But once they realize that the only thing they can eat are leftovers from previous meals, then all the leftovers go away. It's very nice. Ooh, I like that. That's good. <laughs> yes. No, you can't have chips. They're on the menu for Thursday. But all right. So we will link in the show notes to BC Stack, which is available right now for a couple of days. You just you just sell it for a week. That's like part of the thing. It gets sold hear, for a week. Yeah. You grab it. And then you have access to the stuff forever, yeah. right? Yeah, and we don't let we don't. Once we shut that page, there's no going back. Like, yeah. 
it, I've moved on with my life. My job then is to pay the affiliates. The next day, I try to pay two days after the stack is over. And then you're know, like, I move on. We got things. Yeah. You'd be taking requests a week later. I, I got to move on. <laughs> I love it. So thank you so much for coming. Is there anything else you want to share that will get us excited about this stack or your life or any piece that I've missed? So like your product, this is the first year where I've asked everyone to create a new product. So we're considering right. to be the world's largest product launch because there are, there are actually 45 people who are launching a new product that's so never cool. been seen before. And what I like about it is if people made a product today, they make it with post-COVID knowledge. Yes. Like they already have that ingrained in their brain. So that's coming out on the page. So you don't have to worry about a product where it's talking about going to all these neighborhood meet and greets and shaking everybody's hand. Like it's a different world now. So I like that idea. I love that. And I think that that's so important. And that's why we're actually doing our version. Our event coming up is because we really do need to enter this next phase as these people we've become versus who we were before the pandemic. And I feel like we, many of us can give ourselves permission to become somebody who has multiple streams of income. I feel like that's something that many of us learned we should have had (laughs) this year. So I think that's so good. We like the phrase, who must you become to be the person you want to be? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. So good. Well, thank you so much for your time. Oh yeah. I appreciate it greatly. All right. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes because I do believe where where big change happens, there's always some action. And so this is about the action. And the thing is, is that for big change to happen, the action does not have to be huge. It can be the little things that add up over time. In fact, usually that is the most meaningful kind of action. I promise. So at the end of every interview, we always choose three doable changes so that you can choose one and really make it part of your life, make it part of your routine, really figure out how it's going to work in your day and in your week. And then you can decide whether it's for you or not, right? After you've done it, not when it's in your mind. And when you've decided that, then it becomes something that's just part of your life and you can move on to the next one. And you can keep doing this over and over and over again. And I promise at the end of the year, you will be so surprised with how these things stack up. And I'm using that word in honor of Dan today, actually. So this episode, we chose four because one of them is kind of obvious and a time-sensitive doable change, and I want these to really last forever. So the first doable change I will offer you is if you're an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur and you just need some next steps for what to do, go grab BC Stack. It's so good. And you know what? I'm saying aspiring or new entrepreneur. You actually can be a seasoned entrepreneur and have something new you need to learn. So go check out the whole stack. I mean, you might have a business but not have used Pinterest yet or not be so great at making Instagram images or really want to be utilizing live video. And there are classes about all those things in the stack. It's really, really great. And of course, if you want our newest class, it's in the stack. And we will be offering it as a standalone, um, probably in a little over a month. This is it sort of debuted into the world. And it's going to be a lot more just standing alone, much less in a bundle with a lot of other courses. So just go check out the bundle. It's the best deal. It's the best way to get our course and all these other courses. Um, There is a link in the show notes. So go check that out so that you can go grab that if it speaks to you. 
So because that's a time-sensitive one and you might be listening to this after the fact, and if you are, I totally apologize. He does only leave these up for, he leaves the, the buying capability up for a week. Then you have forever to consume the content, but you know, you can buy it only for a week a year. So if you are listening to this after the week that it's live, don't worry. He does this every year. So just make sure to tune in next year. If you're on our email list, I'm sure you'll find out about it. So I'm going to give you three other doable changes. Ready? Know your tendencies. Are you like Dan? Do you follow the path of least resistance? Do you put off things because you don't know how to do them or think they'll take a long time to do or learn? So start by noticing your tendencies. Then see if you can find a fix or workaround. Could you hire somebody to do something? Could you take a course? Hint, hint, maybe it's in BC Stack if it's around business. Just try and see if maybe it's not as hard as you think it is, right? We do a lot of work over in, in our programs um, of just getting through things that we have a tendency to think are so hard and then we do them and it actually doesn't take that long and it's not that hard. It's our mindset that's making it hard. So think about that. Know your tendencies. That is a great doable change. The next one, create a system. It could be about meals. It could be about shopping. You know we love systems around here. Um, it could be a do the thing you don't want to do system. So just set it up so that you don't have to think about it. But whatever it is, create a system that will help you show up to your best life in an easier way. And give yourself the week to try different pieces of it to really make it a system that works for you. And the last one is do something your partner usually does. I love this one. So Dan talked about taking out the trash and he talked about cooking meals. And so what is something that even if you go back to Stacy Martino's episode a couple episodes ago, she talked a lot about kerfuffles. What is something that is the causes are kerfuffle a lot? And maybe it's that we just you don't understand what it's like for your partner to do it. So really see what it's like to be in their shoes. Again, if you've never taken out the trash, maybe you're on trash duty for a week. If you've never made dinner on Friday, then maybe you make dinner on Friday. Now, we definitely heard from a guy on this show and he took on food for a week and really appreciated what that meant in its fullest. Or actually, now that I'm thinking about that out loud, he was talking about before he met Rachel and when he just had to do that for his kids. So I love that he passed that on from his experience of solo fathering. And I highly recommend that if we're in relationship, that we do that as well. All right. I think those are the doable changes. There were four, if you count the one about going and buying BC Stack. So go do that. This is going live midweek, so it's only up for a few more days. It's I can't recommend it enough. Go to the show notes, grab your link, um, and I will see you on the other side. If you take our class, there's some live calls, so that means I'll actually get to see you. All right, I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals Podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com 
and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at healthymomsmeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.